You're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. This is the biggest name in comedy, Kostaki Economopoulos. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder, and welcome to another edition of Songs Ranked, in which I rank an artist's top 10 songs, sort of critically, sort of from personal taste. I'll give you a little heads up before we start the list to kind of get you uh, to where I am with the particular artist. So R.E.M. is our artist today from Athens, G.A. Kind of came late to the R.E.M. party, relatively speaking. I didn't get exposed to R.E.M. until... The summer of 1984, my friends in Pittsburgh turned me on to them. So they were three years along at this point, and they'd released their first EP in 1982. Murmur came out in 1983, excuse me, as their first full album. But weirdly, even though MTV was, you know, dying for content at this point, I guess it was a point where it was turning more towards chart-friendly music and alternative bands really weren't being exposed as much. And R.E.M. only had the one uh, video, I guess, which is going to be our first song we're going to hear on the list. So I uh, was a pretty big R.E.M. fan, not a huge, huge R.E.M. fan. In fact, when we did P.F.'s third favorite ba- band, Question Mark, I think R.E.M. only got to honorable mention status because I, I don't know. The stuff I like, I like a lot, you know, which is a case of a lot of these bands. You know, later on, I kind of fall off for reasons we'll get into in a little bit. But we're going to start at number 10 with, with, with what is their, ends up being their first single, uh, Radio Free Europe. They released it in 1981 as sort of a four-track recording on an independent label in the South. And then they uh, release it on IRS records. IRS, here's the demos. And they're about to sign with a, a small label in the South. And I guess IRS got a hold of the demos and said, no, we want to sign you. RCA Records got wind of them and said, no, we want to sign them. So a uh, bidding war ensued. I don't know if it was really a bidding war because IRS probably didn't have the money to to, uh, to uh, engage in something like that. But IRS wins the battle, I guess, because REM feels they're going to take better care of them, which they do, and eventually they will leave, but we'll get to that later. Right now we're going to start uh, with number 10. People probably rank this higher. I only rank it at 10 because... I hear it a lot if it, you listen to alternative radio, even if they're not playing the big hits. If, if they're not playing the big R.E.M. hits, this is the one that you're hearing a lot. But it's still a great tune. I went back and listened to it making the list. I'm like, yeah, I really do dig this tune. So here you go. R.E.M.'s first single, Radio Free Europe. Radio Free Europe from R.E.M. 
we jump all the way to 1992 to Automatic for the People, which is their second big, big album. So they, they end up leaving IRS Records in the 80s. I think it's after Document is their last one, which is their fifth album, I think. And then the first album for Warner Brothers is going to be, you know, it's green on Warner Brothers. You know, I don't even remember now, but somewhere and anywhere, they have a huge album, which will play some tracks from coming up, called Out of Time. In fact, the next track is going to come from that. And Out of Time is massive, and rightly so. It is a great album. Uh, Automatic for the People comes out after that, and it does okay. Man on the Moon comes from this. Everybody Hurts comes from this. But I like this track most. It is called Night Swimming. It is a song, depending on who you listen to in the band and at what point you listen to them, uh, Michael Stipe has different versions of the song. Mills says it's basically autobiographical. Mills says it's, or uh, Stipe says it's not. Uh, the two of them wrote it. At the, uh, Mills writes the piano bit. He's usually the bass player. Writes the piano bit. And then Stipe later adds lyrics to it, I believe, is the way this goes in the song. It's a very pretty little song about skinny dipping called Night Swimming. Swimming from the R.E.M. album Automatic for the People from 1992. We back up an album into 1991, Out of Time, the big massive album. I think this probably ends up being their best-selling album. Uh, Document might have done better, but I think Out of Time does really well. It produces this top 10 hit. It's still a great tune, even though you hear this one a lot. I think of all the songs you hear by R.E.M. a lot of their hit songs, this one really still holds up the best, and this is Losing My Religion. Just 
Losing My Religion from 1991. I remember when that came out. It came out about the same time as OMD sailing on the seven seas. OMD was finally back after a long hiatus, but it was only Andy. Paul wasn't working with him, uh, at least for the next three albums at that point. Uh, OMD albums, OMD fans anxious for a new a new OMD album, and the first single that was released was Sailing on the Seven Seas. I remember having my little PF sampler for everybody, and I was deciding what the power cut was going to be. In other words, the first song. And it was between Losing My Religion and Sailing on the Seven Seas, and well, Losing My Religion won because it's a better song, kids. Uh, I put Sailing on the Seven Seas second. Sailing on the Seven Seas is a great song, but it's kind of nonsensical. It's a stream of conscious kind of tune, and Losing My Religion is a little deeper, uh, both musically and lyrically. So, you know, an obvious choice there. It, is, it isn't always OMD, kids. It's usually OMD. MD, but R.E.M. won that battle. We get to number seven. Boy, I love this song a lot. Uh, this is where I kind of get deep into R.E.M. in 1984. My friends have turned me on to Murmur. Reckoning has just come out, which is what this album, which is what this song comes from. And this is a great tune. My friends and I always debate what the song should be called because the title is S.O. Period, which uh, it's Central Rain. And my friends and I debated, uh, my one friend Tony said, it, it actually, we used to call it South Central Rain, and in parentheses it's called, I'm sorry, I think it's the f- official title of the song. But we've always debated, should it be South Central Rain? My friend argued, no, it should be Southern Central Rain, because SO period is an abbreviation for Southern, not South. So, and I've never looked that up. I should probably look that up before the end of the show and let you know who came up with. But anyway, what a banging tune. They played this on Letterman. I think it might have been their first appearance on Letterman. But we're going to play the album version, obviously. This is, uh, I'm going to say Southern Central Rain from R.E.M. Southern Central Rain from R.E.M. from the album Reckoning. We go to 1991 and back to the Out of Time album for the number six song. Boy, what, this is just a banger. This is a banger and a half, and I can't believe this wasn't a single. This is a song called Texarkana.
Texarkana, just a rockin' tune from R.E.M. They prove they, they can rock, man. And in 1991, that's important because, you know, keyboard bands like Depeche Mode are doing okay. Most of their keyboard bands are not doing okay. People want the rock and roll. They want the Seattle. But R.E.M. holds their own. U2 does as well. We'll get to them in a future episode. But yeah, Texarkana just rocks, man. What a tune. Back to 1983, R.E.M.'s first album. Radio Free Europe comes from this album, of course. I think Pretty Persuasion might have been released as a single from this album. Oh, wait, Pretty Persuasion might be from Reckoning. I get the first two albums confused because I listen to them at the same time. I listen to them, like, back-to-back all the time back then, so I kind of get the tracks mixed up. But this is a standout track for me. It was not a single, and it's still a favorite of mine. It is from the Murmur album. It is called We Walk. Just a nice little tune from Murmur, a little jingly jangly tune, which reminds me that as I was putting together this list, you know, I am Mr. Synthpop. We do know that. And I do like other kinds of alternative and, and pop music, but boy, I sure like my jangle rock a lot. And Mitch Easter, who's a guy you know, he had, had a band called Let's Active. He produced a lot of people in the 80s, including R.E.M., which is where he kind of got his start. And he's kind of like, I guess the, not the, I would call him the godfather of jangle pop because he produced a lot of other bands. I think he produced uh, my other, one of my other favorite bands, the Connells. So I like my rocky, jingly, jangly American pop, probably second to synth pop as I'm creating these lists. We get to number four. Number four comes out in 1999. It's from the album Up. It's at a point where I kind of like had lost interest in music a little bit. Uh, I had stopped working at the record store. Uh, they had driven me out. It was a horrible experience. It, it made me not like music for a while. There was really no way to get new music for a while because we, I don't think, think we had cable then. MTV was rubbish. The internet wasn't what it was today, so finding new music wasn't really very easy. 97X, the radio station here in Cincinnati, was still in business, and I would listen to that occasionally and still find some stuff, but I'm just not a big fan of 90s music. I actually found this song by accident when I was working at the airport. It was just over the sound system one day, and I thought, that sounds kind of like R.E.M. I don't don't know this song. I looked it up, and oh, here it is. Yes, it's a song called That My Most Beautiful. It is a single from the album Up. doesn't go anywhere, and... Uh, I, it's funny because when I hear the song, to bring back those memories of the airport, I really need to listen to it through a tinny speaker with no bass because it sounds completely different. When I listen to it with headphones now or on a good uh, system or even a decent system like on my computer here, it sounds really, really different. 
And when I listen to it uh, in the full version, I guess you would say, not through a tinny speaker, I'm like, boy, this sounds a lot like a Beach Boys song. And I thought, Maria must be influenced by the Beach Boys somewhere. I think I believe I've read that. So I looked up the song, and sure enough, when Mike Mills did the piano bit for this, he was like, yeah, this kind of reminded me of a little uh, something Brian Wilson might write. And so instead of running away from that, uh, being Beach Boy fans that they are, they said, hey, let's kind of run towards that and kind of make a Beach Boy-esque song. Not a surf Beach Boys, not a jukebox Beach Boy song, but more of a Pet Sounds-ish uh, post-surf Beach Boys song. And boy, this did come right out of the Pet Sounds sessions, man, with some of the back instrumentation they add in. This is At My Most Beautiful. Beautiful, number four on REM Songs, ranked the Beach Boys inspired at by Most Beautiful. Number three, we're going to rock it up again from 1985, Fables of the Reconstruction. That is the third album from REM. A lot of good tunes on this album, but boy, oh boy, uh, just another rocker like Texarkana. This is Driver 8. Rockin' tune 
week, we're going to keep rocking it up, but not quite as rocky with the number two track. Don't go back to Rockville from the Reckoning LP. This just bring back, brings back a great memories for me. I never tire of this song. It kind of reminds me of the Discovering R.E.M. time. I think because this was the single that was out when I got to college and was on the college radio station. So people were playing this a lot, even though we weren't supposed to. You're supposed to like play different songs from the album, but people would kind of gravitate toward the singles because that's just what people do. And while there were lots of great songs on Reckoning, the single is just a banger. This is Don't Go Back to Rockville. Don't go back to Rockville from R.E.M. from the Reckoning LP. We get to the number one track on the list here. And let me uh, back up a little bit here. The thing that's always surprised me about R.E.M., and you too to a certain extent, is when I would hear people talking about, particularly those two groups, I would shock me that people weren't familiar with them uh, with early albums. And I guess this is common with a lot of rock bands. I guess if you know, I don't know, Pink Floyd's a good example. They, the, the middle of their catalogs is what people know, Dark Side of the Moon, The Wall, Pleased to meet me, maybe, I think is it. Not the one of the guys on Fire Shaking Hands. And we're like the early, early stuff back when Sid Barrett was in the group, even before Roger Waters kind of took command of the situation. Uh, people probably don't know. So I guess it's not an uncommon thing. But uh, R.E.M. really doesn't get known until Document. The one I love is the top ten single, gets to number six in the chart. And then people know who they are, but I'm always surprised people didn't know the albums before that, or really any of the songs. And really, Radio Free Europe is probably the only song people know from the early days. Uh, people don't know Don't Go Back to Rockville. I don't think they know Southern Central Rain. I don't think they know any of those songs, which is a shame. And Life's Rich Pageant comes out before Document. It's the album after Fables of the Reconstruction. It's before Document, the big hit album. And what a great album this is. Lots and lots of great tunes on this album. Um, April Richardson, who used to co-host uh, Rock Solid with our friend Pat Francis, who has since moved to England and married a pop star, 
Uh, the, uh, her favorite band, I believe, was R.E.M. I think her favorite artists are R.E.M. and Billy Bragg, one and two, or and they like with me with O.M.D. and the Beach Boys. Switch switches back and forth. She's from Atlanta, so it makes sense. She met Mike Mills. Listen to that episode. Go back and listen to it. Just Google PF tape recorder April Richardson. She'll tell the whole story. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, her favorite song is "Fall on Me," and I'm gonna go with her on this one. "Fall on Me" is R.E.M.'s best tune, and here it is from Life's Rich Pageant. Enjoy. me from life's rich pageant you know the video for the song is really hilarious the words flash on it's just a camera going around like looks like the floor of a train depot or something like that and the words just flash on the screen because apparently michael stipe thought it would be funny to put the words on the screen because people always complain that he mumbled his lyrics too much now of course in later albums document and things like that he gets that turned around is maybe one of the reasons they start to have hit records is because people can start to understand the lyrics i don't know maybe it's a coincidence but there you have it fall on me rem's best tune and uh, i like rem i guess better than i thought it because i was kind of going around the whole i have the whole collection in my itunes up through well the whole collection up through up until up i don't have the whole up album i just bought at my most beautiful because one of those things like i said i just got i just wasn't into music anymore and then when the 2000s rolled around wasn't super keen on what the stuff rem was doing but boy go back and visit that back catalog kids it's uh, especially if you don't know the album's prior to document uh, you are in for a treat all right song of the week is from a fella called ewan mcvicker he is a scottish dj yes another one of these but this isn't really a DJ with someone singing. This is more of a, I guess, of a remix, really. He's remixing Tell Me Something Good, a song by Rufus and Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Yeah, I can't say Shaka Khan's name or hear that name without the, that beginning of feel for you going through my head. Um... Rufus and Chaka Khan, written by Stevie Wonder, Tell Me Something Good. The This remix version sounds, puts me in the mind of like 90s stuff, like Real McCoy and uh, what was the other group? Uh, you know, groups like that that were very, you know, dancey, poppy, things like that. And it's pretty good, though. The little orchestra hit puts me in the mind of Pet Shop Boys, too. And it's our song of the week on T... Let me try that again for you kids. It's our song of the week on PS Tape Recorder. This is Ewan McVicker, Tell Me Something Good, a remix, basically, of the Rufus and Shaka Khan hit. PS Tape Recorder, so long, and thanks for listening. (laughs) 